0: It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hello and welcome to the officially unofficial podcast for American Horror Story, the American Horror Story podcast by Bald Move. I got that reversed. It's been a long night. We might get into that later. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And we're talking about, of course, season seven, the cult season, episode 708, Winter of Our Discontent.
1: Ooh, what did you think of the episode?
0: I... thought this i i mean i don't even know anymore like i was really entertained by the cult sex scene
1: <laughs> yeah like
0: i which one the 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 one where he's doing the the anointing and the <laughs> i swear uh, i swear by was it all for one yeah um just like it feels like he's starting to troll his own members, or we're supposed to understand that he's losing his mind. Like, I, I don't know. I also really enjoyed the, like, fundamentalist Christian uh, hell house. Yeah. Um, which we can talk about, because I've, I've uh, you know, from Indiana, I, there were some around locally every yeah. year they yeah. started like i feel like they started like 15 20 years ago maybe 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 that's just when i started paying attention to them uh but no there's a couple of things i liked. there's a lot of things i didn't like and didn't make sense um but that's american horror story what do you think cecily
1: i like this episode a whole lot oh yeah yeah i thought it was entertaining and crazy and ridiculous but you know the pieces are coming together you know just as prophesied this is about the time where the wheels start spinning off the rails that is that how that metaphor goes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) you know things stop making sense and you know i'm here for it i
0: kind of shocked honestly shocked about dr vincent being i guess a good guy defined as a guy who wants to stuff his dead parents in a room instead of report them as a murder suicide right um but I told you, I told every one of yeah, you, you I don't
1: think he was in on it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you did. I don't know what evidence you had on that other than, uh, you know, Ryan Murphy writing the show. But uh, so do you want to talk? You just want to uh, talk stuff in general? You want to get right to the episode? Let's
1: get right into it. Oh,
0: actually, I have an honest to God piece of housekeeping. Don't usually have these for these episodes.
1: Interesting.
0: But there's uh, note. Cecil and I recorded what we're calling the first annual <laughs> Cinema spooktacular.
1: Cinematic spooktacular. We've had a
0: tradition for low these five years or so of watching scary movies during the month of October. I know, I know. Shockingly original. <laughs> uh, and we, we watched about nine, I think, um, eight or nine movies, and we did a In- podcast about them. We're still watching. We're still watching scary movies. But these, we, these are the ones we had so far going into the, the week of Halloween. Uh, it's on baldmove.com. If you like Cecily and I talking about American Horror Story, I think you'll like our our movie recommendations. It's all and, spoiler and, free too.
1: Yep, and what we hope to be an annual tradition. It
0: will be an annual, unless the only thing that can stop us is death or nasty divorce. I don't. I think those are all five, ten years in the future. So if it's like minimum. an
1: amicable divorce, we'll still do it.
0: Yeah, I can see us doing the Dan and Aaron Harmon thing. Okay. Uh, Okay, that's all the housekeeping I wanted to talk about. Let us move on. Uh, So, the dudes of Kai march out of the Kai compound while his brother, Dr. Vincent, goes up to greet him. They have this discussion of um, Kai being afraid he'd be ashamed of him versus Vincent professing pride. And what he's doing, and that it's awesome, and that he thinks with a few modifications he could go national, he wants to help with a social media campaign, I don't know why I'm putting so much weird emphasis on words, but... Well,
1: here's the thing in this scene, I think, I can't tell, Rudy, or Dr. Vincent doesn't seem genuine He doesn't in his seem like a genuine person, though. Um, no, I think in this scene, especially for me, but, I mean, it ultimately doesn't matter, but I just didn't know what his play was there. Yeah, is this is he coming to him after realizing that Kai is the cult leader who's been killing people, hmm. and he's trying to keep him on his good side and play the game, or does he realize later when he goes to Alley? I don't know.
0: I think he's wanting to. I think he's wanting. Yeah, I think he's already on in on him. He just wants to see kind of how far, you know, the rabbit hole is going, and whether he needs to arre- have him arrested or committed. I think All that's right. what he's trying to wrestle with in this episode. Um and then Kai so Kai pulls him in for a hug and you think that uh, Vincent has has bamboozled him and then he says just one thing call me councilman for now on oh. which kind of puts Vincent this is kind of a theme that uh, Kai's is putting people in their places this episode uh, so Ivy's over at the butchery uh, and she's reduced to being a waitress serving up the blue shirts and they have, have all a whole the women bunch. have really huh
1: I said all the women have really,
0: yeah, 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 I was getting to that uh they have they 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 all say a bunch of sexist shit about her ass and whether she would be sexier if she smiled. Ivy grabs a knife to go at him, but she stopped by her sister winter uh Ivy steams into the kitchen saying, how did this handmade shit happen is she just, is that just a generic reference or does she get an advanced copy of handmaid's Tale?"
1: Oh, it's very much a Handmaid's Tale reference. I bet she
0: would – She would. she's probably read the original – was it Margaret? Margaret Atwood. Atwood. So she probably is well-versed in all that. Um, and Bev said, I don't see how 48 hours ago we were going to take down the patriarchy. And
1: Neither do we, Bev. <laughs> I, man,
0: that's the, the God-honest truth. Like, I honestly don't understand. The end of last episode, I thought we were going to see some kind of giant mindfuck – with Bebe working with kai kai Mm -hmm. and we get nothing like the women showed up there's a bunch of blue shirts and they're like heads down start cooking and butter and rolls
1: right it's like nothing ever happened you'd think that if they were going to kill harrison that they'd have some greater plan to carry forward after that but they don't seem to and no one was there an official story for what happened to harrison did someone told kai or I mean, I think Beverly on TV blames it on a serial killer. Well, right, but
0: Kai—that's a statement to Kai. Like, I mean, I, I felt like that was a statement because Kai knows that Beverly's working for him, and Beverly is reporting breathlessly another assassination and t- attacking his security plan. Like that never really was
1: answered. I mean, it was answered in that Kai was watching Beverly report about it on TV, and she pointedly says he was covered in scum in the Mm ponds, and then Kai heavy-handedly looks Mm -hmm. at the scum manifesto on the table in front of him, and he puts the pieces together, so Mm -hmm. that was it. They were threatening him, but he ultimately won. Maybe that's
0: why they're on kitchen duties. He's a preemptively, this is like, you know, dunce work. Yeah. Uh, but she goes. Well, I'll tell you why. You weren't. You don't know what happened at that meeting last night. And we had a flashback to the meeting last night, where Kai holds a vote on employing a private security firm. One councilman stands opposed, but wavers when Kai threatens the safety of his daughters. Because, and that's crazy, man. You can just They're,
1: openly threaten someone in a council meeting.
0: You know, I. I also. I bet you could. Like, I don't know. I don't know what would take. Like, I don't know. In some of these states, when a governor would like move in the National Guard, if you had some like jackbooted thugs take over a city council, like, I, we'll, we'll get to more of that later. But, you know, it's like I think it was like it was startling the first Charlottesville kerfuffle, mm-hmm. if I can call Nazis openly marching through our streets with torches, uh, a kerfuffle um, is the police response the next day when they question like how did these, like if some of these guys were heavily armed with like body armor and rifles and whatnot. And the police like, oh, it's just, they had so much firepower. We're just like, right. I'm like, oh, so you move the, the SWAT teams with the M wraps and the fucking tanks when it's a bunch of protesters throwing bottles. But as soon as people show up with like this is some... right. If it
1: were a, a women's league, with right. all of those guns, I probably wouldn't have Black been broken Lives up. Matter. And I'm right. like
0: and, and it's getting scary because like I've been participating, you know, Richard Spencer, this has all been, I guess, quashed because the University of Cincinnati rescinded the invitation, but he was invited to speak at the campus here in Cincinnati and there is this, you know, grassroots group uh they're like organizing a protest against them. And this was the weekend after the shooting. There was where like the Nazis actually stepped it up and shot somebody. Um, and they were saying that security is going to be provided, and they listed these two left-wing gun organizations, like some kind of uh, Red—I forget—it's called like uh, Red
1: Dead Redemption.
0: No, some kind of Redneck Revolution, and there's some other one. And I'm like, what's going to happen when you got there. two bands of private security forces with with semi-automatic rifles and body armor? Like I am a thousand percent less likely to go demonstrate now because right. shit, I'm a dad, I'm a small business owner, I'm a husband to a lovely lady. I don't want mm. really to get shot. It's and I'm not saying, like, what, what, what is going to be the answer to this? Like, I get it. We have a right to peacefully protest. Um, I can wrap my head around the whole like argument for open carry with the nation's gun laws as they are. But you put those two together, and it's kind of fucking scary. And you think like. What these cops would do, like I said, if the Black Lives Matter showed up armed, if the Women's League showed up armed, if the Black Panthers showed up armed, I don't think they would. They, the police, would just be like, "Well, pfft, the streets are theirs. Too many guns,
1: can't do anything. Got to
0: wait till the tiki torches burn out." Right. Anyway, it's 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 where li- I mean that's the thing about American Horror Story. Like, uh, it's not scarier than what's actually going on this season. Right. Um, okay, so we get back from the this 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 horrific uh, show. And Bev says that the blue shirts are all subservient to Kai, and if they cut the head off the snake, they can win. Winter says, that's suicide, not just for us, but for the movement. This is all part of Kai's larger plan. And Bev takes her down a notch, saying, if you think your big brother's going to spare you, he doesn't give a shit about you. And then she says, I'll see your flashback and raise you another one. <laughs> I wouldn't even be here if it weren't for him. And we have a flashback to Halloween two years ago. They are tr- they say they're they are trolling social justice warrior websites but all the websites when i paused it and looked looked like very conservative fundamental christian like it's not a bunch of people talking about women's reproductive health and then these guys coming in with you know their bullshit it's like it's literally everyone in that chat room is talking the lord and they're just trying to one up each other
1: right i feel like that's part of that was their troll in their mind was to pretend to be one of these people and to get them all fired up and say some really incendiary shit like they were. Well, I
0: wonder if that's like part of his, I mean, I know part of this is like how it seems like some of the problem is you have a bunch of young people that get online and they start, they start saying in bomb and it's funny because it's transgressive and it's just ironic and it's all just memes, dude. And, like, you leave that young person on there for two years and they just start believing it. It's like you you, you open up your mind, a little bit of crack to that, and then suddenly, like, oh, you went from ironically being racist to actually being racist. Right. I think
1: that's what happened at Kai when he got on the red pill. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. You go from – you know, uh draw posting pepes with uh Nazi armbands to actually marching with a Nazi armband. It's 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 crazy. Right. But they get invita- they get invited once they get on this dark website by this uh private message from P- Pastor Charles to go to Judgment House or
1: something like that. Judgment House, that's right.
0: Um so the Judgment House essentially is like one of those fundamentalist Christian haunted houses but like for real. And I mean I would I, I as soon as I saw it I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be exciting because 'cause I'll get to explain like that these are a real thing and like what they're like because um you know I'm from a part of the country that they're they're super popular. Um but I felt like that the best thing you can say is like it's essentially exactly like this house, only it's fake. They're not actually killing people and really they
1: do all that stuff?
0: Yeah. So gross. Like, I've seen one that they have like it's they really hit that abortion shit and of course the sodomite yeah, right. stuff and all that and like, you know, then you get to see a room that looks like hell and what are you gonna do? And yeah. I know it's it's pretty fucked up. Um but they find you know they go through this nursery room covered in blood with uh you know baby dolls and 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 soaked in red and little garbage bags hanging from the nursery stuff to a woman who's forcibly had an abortion and she's bleeding to death except for she's you know actually been tortured by this guy and then they go to a man who's been giving all of the drugs and like some kind of um uh, seven knockoff and then there's a guy who's they did the, the pastor charles claims is a sodomite strapped to a chair it's got some kind of cross-shaped blade execution system and i i kind of see the appeal of kai because he's kind of a man of action here where he's like this is fucked up this is people we're going to help these people and he sends his sister for help she gets cornered by Pastor Charles. Uh, Kai starts freeing everybody upstairs, and then just as Pastor Charles is starting to really menace Winter, he comes down with a fire poker and beats him down. Then straps him to a chair, and he gives this weird like this is a and it's it's probably for effect where he talks about like this woman was at a Planned Parenthood uh, clinic for a UTI and this this man was at a sobriety meeting, trying to get sober, and this man wasn't a gay guy at all. he was just volunteering to help AIDS victims
1: and I'm like it doesn't that like, kind of defeat the point of all of these people who were never doing anything wrong really right are being It reminds me falsely punished
0: It reminded me a lot of like this this Canadian guy uh who's running for he ran for the the prime minister position, and he's a Sikh. Hmm. Um and there's this one there's a famous video went around a couple months ago where this woman he was having this rally and she gets right up in his face starts oh, screaming I've seen that. and he's like you support Sharia law and, and like you know he's sitting there in a turban because that's what you know it's like their r- whole religious garb they got this whole thing it's got you know this, mm-hmm. this comb and his turban and this knife and his oh, that they, they that's part of their d- the the devotion and he's like, you know, the whole time very calm and like, yeah, I hear you and I love you. And our movement is about love. And he's not like engaging in the merits. And a lot of people afterwards were like, why didn't you just say I'm not a Muslim, you dumb bitch. I'm a Sikh. And he's like, because the problem with her is not that she hated me because I like I, she falsely hated me because of the wrong. that the, the problem with her is she's hating people because of their religion. Right. And I thought that's like that's the kind of thing where like Kai is like don't you feel stupid because you killed these people for nothing and like well what would you do if it was an actual woman who was getting a legal abortion or a man who was a homosexual or
1: Right, would it have been okay then?
0: Yeah, and I don't think Kai said that but it's kind of the message that was delivered. Right. Um anyway, so
1: they killed Pastor Charles for coveting Jesse's girl. <laughs> what? That was Rick Springfield.
0: Yeah. Oh no, shit. Yeah. Oh, I thought he looked familiar. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's cool. Um, I'm just saying, it could have been a good role for Russell Edgington too.
1: I'm just saying, Dennis O'Hara can show up any time now. He can. I just don't know if he will. Anyway, uh, so
0: I now the other thing is like I guess everyone's cool with that, and no one informed the authorities, and that house just like fell into disrepair, and no one showed up to investigate the murder house, and.
1: You know what? I don't think that many people are checking in on this guy to begin with. But you yeah, know but does he that have, woman the bills he needs to pay. I all mean, of them have blood and DNA all over the places where they were. Right, and also, you know, if you just had, I don't know what happened to that woman. Obviously, it wasn't an abortion, but uh-huh. she was covered in blood. Uh huh. She got messed up. Yeah, yeah. That guy was on all of the drugs. Yeah. And you they, guys they, are they just gonna like stand of around right. and listen to Kai monologue mm-hmm. I don't
0: know um this is very so strange she says that everything changed after that night which is like this is the third thing that's happened to Kai where everything changed him right you know, and I'm starting to think that he is he he's lying like we've seen Kai lie about the details of his well, mom I think and dad I and, think that
1: what we know for sure now is that uh, both winter and Kai have lied about a lot of things, yeah, and that we can rely on them to not tell the truth,
0: yeah, there's a lot of unreliable narration going on, and I'm sure it'll be cleared up in the flashback in a few weeks. But for now, she says he's addicted to Adderall and the dark web and he just wanted to burn everything down and build a new world because he just really wanted to save people, but he realized it wasn't possible in the old world order. And he dyed his hair blue, which is the international symbol for being crazy, as he looks at his wife who just dyed the tips of her hair blue.
1: God damn it. I am it's crazy. It's starting.
0: It's starting. Ah! It's, it's, it's House of Judgment right here in our studio. <laughs> uh... Bev says alright fine if you think you can put him in the ba- on the path of the righteous great but at the end of the week I'm coming for your brother
1: okay
0: I don't think you can t- Kai's I don't think the he's more like the Titanic if you're going to turn him around it's going to take a few nautical sea miles right it's not going to be like a half week project anyway Winter then takes her concerns to Kai and he's like oh I get it The women are unhappy with their position uh, submit to the, the pinky power so they lock pinkies, and he asks her if, they, if she loves him, and will he, she always be loyal to me? And she says, you make it so hard sometimes, but yes. And Cobb sob, or Cobb,
1: <laughs> Kai sobs and
0: breaks the pinky uh, power and says, I just love you so much. Now, I think it's interesting he says all this outside of the pinky. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm starting to detect a pattern, like when he broke down with Beverly and told her that bullshit story, also broke the pinky. Like, I feel like the Kai really does believe in this pinky shit. He yeah. holds it sacrosanct. So anytime he breaks it, it's a tell. Uh, All right. He's manipulating people.
1: Wow. You've really put a lot of faith in this show. <laughs> <laughs> and she he explains
0: that your true purpose will be revealed as the Messiah, mother of our Messiah baby. And she says, uh, won't that be incest? And she goes, oh, no, no, no. That was her
1: biggest problem
0: R- well i mean that's the one she thought she could like maybe make headway and he goes oh no uh, we're actually gonna use samuels as the instrument of our union as he enters you i will enter him using him essentially like a human condom all right uh, whatever. interesting concept um vincent then confronts Allie at her home and he reveals that kai and winter are his kin and Allie goes ballistic as she's totally entitled to, and she starts hurling accusations at him. Like this is how he did it. He figured all, all my phobias because you fed him all this information. And Vincent says, "No, no, Kai broke into his office." A little bit of a f- illustrative flashback there. How does he know that? I don't think I. Like I said, I don't think he does. I think this is a little maybe some unreliable narration. But here's kind of thing. the thing:
1: I think if I were those two in that position, I would more likely believe or conclude. That Ivy was the one feeding him information all along.
0: I mean, I think it's fair for Allie to make the assumption that they're in league when she sees that they're, like, miraculously oh. all related. Like, and oh my god, that you're my babysitter that stole my wife as your sister? Like, it does look orchestrated.
1: Okay, I misspoke. I think that Dr. Vincent would, should probably believe it was Ivy that did it instead of Kai breaking into his office. Okay. But I mean, how would Kai know that... He was seeing Alias through Ivy. Also, why was he playing with the clown and the happy face buttons I, that one time when he made that, the very creepy it's a, it's phone a, it's call? It's a
0: red herring, I guess. That's all it can be. Uh, but he says, look, I, I know how bad it looks, but I promise you, I'm going to put you back together with your son. I'll have him either committed or prosecuted, speaking about Kai here. Uh, so
1: she it's goes- interesting
0: because I think – it. Allie, at this point, decides to fuck uh, Vincent because she doesn't believe him and she wants to Why put her fate into her own hands. No, no. It's 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 actually – Allie is turning the corner to rationality. Whether you believe that or not uh, is another matter, but that's what the show is is having. Like, you know, she actually says that she's cured later on in the episode. Okay. Uh, then we see Samuels and Winter – and they're all wearing these flowing white robes when (laughs) 70s style and kai steps in david koresh and announces it's the time of the anointing and he plays all for one i swear Uh, winter (laughs) remarks
1: which is a great song
0: choice uh, she remarks i can't believe i was at the winters or the women's march three months ago we can't either (laughs) we can't either winter he says this is a holy space and this is now a holy song." um and they he says we're going to discard our garments and burn them after the ceremony this is a sacred copulation he puts some kind of essential oil on winter's head presumably this is the anointing then he just dumps some bunch of that shit on samuel's dick and <laughs> uh commands him to mount her and he says i can't get it up and he goes well it's not uh kai says it's not sex it's a spiritual journey and the whole time he's, he's, he's reassuring Samuel, he's, like, making the universal jerk. Like, he's jerking <laughs> off right below camera. Right. Uh, and Winter taps out, says, this is too weird even for you. And he goes, no, it's a holy ritual. And she's like, that you made up this afternoon. And she gets in trouble, which we'll get to here in a minute.
1: It very much seems
0: like the rape of two people. Oh, yeah, I mean, Samuel's going along with it, but like it's a cult thing
1: right he, he doesn't mind having sex with Kai, but he also has to simultaneously have sex with winter and also a woman
0: that he doesn't want to do
1: and this this the logistics of this seem very much handmaid's tale, you know, yeah, and like i mean i
0: I guess if you're a cult leader, I mean. I don't know. Like it, it, it seems like the more like like powerful people, if you look hard enough, tend to have these really weird appetites. I don't know if it's because like power and money attract kind of borderline psychopaths, or if no one tells you no long enough, and people cover for you for long enough that you just like start getting weird with shit. I don't know if there's like no like like it's kind of scary about humanity. Maybe that secretly we don't have a governor internally that would keeps us on the like it's kind of like a collective thing and once someone gets out of that orbit it just gets like fucking depraved. I don't know. But it's weird, weird shit. All for one thing especially. Uh (laughs) that's like the that was the that was the that was the weirdest thing is going on in that room. Uh not really. But the I swear? Yeah. I mean (laughs) that's the thing like I Kai's I feel like just fucking with him.
1: Absolutely.
0: Like I do you do you think that he that's what I'm I guess I was trying to think like is this showing how crazy he is, or is he just tr- fucking with people to see how far he can push them?
1: Said it before, and I'll say it again: chaos theory. I think he's just making sh- shit up along as he goes, and whatever but what people does it will buy him? into. What is
0: it with these two people, particularly? What does this do? It I don't demonstrates know. that Winter won't let him have some weird, remote, incestual by one remove relationship with her.
1: I just, like that's. I just don't think there's a plan. I think the plan right then was to make a baby.
0: So you're talking about at the writing room level, there's just no plan.
1: Any, any level. All right. <laughs> Winter doesn't have a plan. She doesn't have any clear motives.
0: So somehow, and it's not clear to me how, Allie extended an invitation to Kai over for Man Night. Night. Um, it's not clear to me how she reached out to him. It's not clear to me why he would decide to show up. But he shows up with a bunch of his goons Uh, Allie hides a knife in her apron, which I don't even know why they showed it because nothing even came close to knife action. He says, keep your hands where I can see them, and Speedwagon over here will taste my food. She drops on him that your brother is trying to get you committed. He kind of half-heartedly resists the idea for a bit, Um, but then she explains that you did the one thing my wife or your brother and all the meds in the world couldn't do. You cured me of my phobias. (laughs) I'm not afraid of anything anymore. And then it's he... It's almost as
1: if it was in her head the whole time.
0: <laughs> he eats her sandwich. He eats it up. Uh, <laughs> and that's it. And she 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 makes fun of Speedwagon by calling him Aerosmith. That was pretty funny. Who do you, uh,
1: who do you think Allie's new neighbors are going to be?
0: I don't think they'll have one. Like, if he really? introduces new neighbors with three, what, three episodes to go? What but, the hell?
1: Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's just a fun question for me more than anything. Oh. Harrison and Meadow... Like basically got that house for a cheap steal, and now it's vacant again. Two two, two families with, have with, died, with, yeah. and within like three months or however long it's that's been. called
0: radioactive in, <laughs> in realtor terms. Uh, so we did next see Winter in an orange suit and a dunce cap picking up trash. Um,
1: no, 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 she's throwing the trash down.
0: We find that out later that yes, yeah, uh. she's dispersing the trash because. Uh, Kai doesn't believe in global warming, and that's not how this works. That's how any of this works, but but whatever. (laughs) Also, I don't give a shit if the whole town's under your spell. Like, people would snap a picture of that, and it would go viral. Mm -hmm. And people would be asking questions about... Like, like, the fact that this is happening at this small town in Michigan, and no one... uh, I mean, I hope they reveal that, like, Kai has got some high-level dark web influence at the governor's office or something, because how the fuck... Is all this crazy shit being kept under wraps and not being discussed?
1: Well, he does have that one detective on the police fort in under right. his bill. Right, 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 right. I forgot.
0: I forgot. He's holding it all down. All cross, you need is one.
1: All you need is one.
0: Um, she gives him or he gives her some gruel to eat and tells her there's another bag of trash to throw around in the trunk. And she calls him on his hypocrisy via
1: flashback. Flashback.
0: So Kai. Is on the corner writing prescriptions for Adderall to teenagers on uh, using his brother Dr. Vincent's prescription pad. Samuel comes and threatens him to arrest him, or he can work for him at the 70 30 split.
1: And blowjobs on tap.
0: Uh yeah, I didn't I thought the suck my dick was more of a like something that you would just say for effect. I don't uh-huh. think he's gotten to, like, it seems like the idea of a man having sex with him at this stage is kind of abhorrent. He's a deeply, deeply closeted and denial gay man.
1: I don't know. That's not the read I got.
0: All right. Well, you're not alone because I th- <laughs> tried. There's actually a piece of feedback on that, so we can discuss it then. Um, so Kai has to take his cut over on a weekly basis. He shows up the Guy's house and lets himself in. And he's starting to get intimate with the woman in the bedroom, and we find out that uh, Samuel collects Nazi paraphernalia.
1: Because why not? Yeah.
0: Uh, so this woman runs from the bedroom screaming, saying, this guy's a psycho. He can't get it up unless he's choking you. And uh, <laughs> Samuel Wouldn't explains- Wouldn't more
1: disturbed in that moment to come out and find a man with blue hair is wandering around the house where you were just having sex? Like, oh my God, I got to get out of here, or-, or these men are going to kill me. It's been a setup. It's creepy.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. it's pretty fucking weird, but this is a woman who came into sex position. Ra- came into Ryan Lochte's house and saw the <laughs> Nazi sex dungeon and's like, you know what? I'm going to give him a chance. He's awfully cute.
1: Okay, that's fair.
0: So he goes, hey, I can get any woman I want. And Kai's like, hey, it's not the women that's the problem, or it is the women that's the problem because they make you weak. They take your power. You need a man because you're fucking a man and they don't take your power. They shoot you full of power yeah and uh it's essentially kind of like a tantric sex only it's like a i don't know a mobius strip of dicks and buttholes and <laughs> uh she explains or, or and, and 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 uh samuels interrupts her and says well that's why i follow the rules because uh vince you know because kai's never steered me wrong steered me wrong and she goes dude you're gay and then he tries to rape her to make a point she takes his gun quotes Valerie uh, Solanus, and Solanus, then yeah. blows his head off.
1: Dun-dun-dun.
0: She says, I should have fought back when Hillary lost, but now it's too late for me, and for you, and blows his head off.
1: But it doesn't matter, because n- nothing's gonna change. Yeah. Until the next person tries to rape her, and yeah. she kills them and blames someone else.
0: Well, I mean...
1: Or whatever. The kind
0: of social change that they're trying to engineer is... Essentially destroys civilization, and you have to rebuild it from the ashes. Like it's it's like the French Revolution only a thousand times. Like any kind any of kind of revolution in a first world country is going to just just lead to massive fucking chaos and loss of life and uh, standards of living.
1: If you're gonna, tear- we're just too
0: fucking connected to each other. I
1: mean, maybe I haven't lived through enough revolutions, but uh-huh. I'm just confused about how the. Classes structure works in a revolution that you're trying to t- when you're trying to tear down a civilization. It doesn't. So why are women required to cook and feed these men?
0: Because and
1: be the bearer of messiahs. Because you go
0: back to, you go back to brute force and men have the kind of monopoly on that. You know, I brute force, brute force and aggression.
1: I am buying. I mean, why don't you buy it? all of besides all of the obvious reasons well what break it down for me i
0: because yeah and, and sorry i wasn't rev- prepared vi- to have to defend violent that revolutions but... i feel like it's pretty standard that women children and elderly are get it worse and then like any kind of minority or thing on top of that is an, another kind of like shit modifier that you're going to get
1: but they haven't even come close to tearing anything down uh-huh. right now they've just taken over a Shitty restaurant.
0: Oh, I thought you were saying in general, with like a, a like if this went like national or global, what would happen? I'm well,
1: sure, but I think the oppression of women doesn't really help your cause because that's just another kind of structure.
0: But I mean, that's I mean the good the good question is what does Kai actually believe? Because a lot of these... No, a lot I mean, of these the better really... question is,
1: what does Winter believe? Why is she going along with this, but also having her own, you know, sub-revolution against the revolution? Like, obviously, she's not buying into it either, No, but, except when she is. And I
0: was going to say, I think that she sincerely believes that Kai can bring about a new world order that's going to fix all these things, but things might have to get really, really bad. So
1: why did she join the women's... Uh, the scum? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. She has no clear motives.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't – I mean, I think that her clear motive is she wants to be a badass, but she's really a follower, and she has way too much faith in Kai because of this flashback scenario where he essentially saved her and the day in a way that she herself believes that she would have been a dead person if she wasn't there. So she's, like, just really taking all that stuff to the bank and hasn't really caught up with the fact that Kai is some sort of addicted to methamphetamines crazy person now. Or that she thinks he has a plan and I don't know that he does. Um I don't know. Like I feel like this is all going heaven's gate, it seems like, with a fucking hurry. Right. Um, and who's gonna like like um it's it's like it's it's before it goes national or even state, it's gonna like burn out because of all the insane things we're talking about.
1: Right. I mean uh, if it ends up that way, then fine. That would make the most sense.
0: Right. Um, it kind of reminds me, wasn't there an episode of True Blood or a season of True Blood where, like, everyone in Bon Toms went nuts?
1: Yeah, the Maynard season?
0: Yeah. And there's, like, kind of like we talked about that, that there was, like, this bubble of ignorance from the outside world. And then, like, when, like, the finally the outside world, bre- and everybody's going to, like, you know, stunned. There's another, like, an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where mm-hmm. everyone lost the ability to speak. Like, I mean, it's just kind of like, it's, I guess you got to go with this little this little pocket reality that no one knows about on the outside world.
1: All right.
0: Maybe there'll be, maybe in the last episode there'll be, you know, tanks rolling in to this smoking remains of this little weird suburban urban rural community and everybody can cluck their teeth and <laughs> cluck their tongues and, and be aghast at it all. All right. So Kai has kidnapped Vincent and Beverly and he says, this is a blatant betrayal. <laughs> uh, they, they got, they got they brought the full clown regalia out Uh, He goes to Vincent and makes him do the pinky power thing and and says that no matter what we did, all would be forgiven if we tell the truth. He unties his hands, extends his pinky, Vincent uh, locks with them, and then he shears Vincent's pinky off with a pruning shear. (laughs) And then Kai screams because, you know, Evan Peters just... Hasn't gotten enough screaming this season. No,
1: nope, he hasn't. He got like, a good one in.
0: It's so funny because I feel like that this season would be good for for Evan Peters screaming. Like, they should have taken Evan Peters from Freak Show and that level of screaming and put it into this, like, stark raving mad season. Yeah. But they're not. Uh, and he stabs Vincent to death, much to Winter's horror. I mean, what the hell will ever break? That I mean, that's the thing, like, I hear uh, if she doesn't cut from Kai, she's never going to.
1: No. She's not
0: so Um,
1: I got a question for you yep and this is someone on Twitter I don't have my phone in here with me right now or Mm -hmm. else I would give them full credit but someone on Twitter asked why does Rudy Vincent Vincent have a different name than Kai and Winter Anderson
0: I thought Vincent was his first name
1: his name is Rudy Vincent
0: huh he's a half brother maybe Adopted, or Kai and Winter both adopted?
1: I don't know when they <laughs> when they were uh, hiding their parents' bodies. They seemed pretty blood related to both of them.
0: True, true. Maybe he like, changed
1: his name for the betterment of his practice.
0: Uh, hmm, that'd be an interesting idea too. Yeah, I have no. I, I didn't know. I did not know that they were that they would, had the different names. I because I thought it was Doctor Vincent' last name, but then it seemed like people were calling him Vince and whatnot. Like it was his first name this episode. Maybe. Anyway, uh, chaos reigns. So now he turns to Bev and says Samuel deserved better than a bullet to the head. And we have another flashback where there's an alternate reality where Winter is honoring, honoring her punishment. And then Bev comes in to shoots Samuels in the head and says, tell your brother he's next. Uh, And he asks, why did you betray me? And she goes, you betrayed me. Your sister's lying and making up shit. Your promises mean shit. You're fake. And the biggest mistake I made was believing in you. Turd. So there's the impact of the Valerie Solanas episode. A
1: cut to Ivy, who we know is Ivy in her mask, Um, definitely hearing it and making note of it. So that's going to be a thing next episode, hopefully.
0: Yeah, and Bev doesn't die. Uh, Kai says, death's too good for you. Take her to the isolation chamber. That will be interesting to see what they do to her in isolation chamber. And then he says, welcome to our newest member. Turns out Allie's been wearing the Bev clown face this whole time, and Allie and her do a breathy stare down, where they just deeply breathe at each other.
1: Totally cured.
0: What are they thinking? She doesn't have
1: a problem with all these clowns or anything. Just over it.
0: What are they thinking? Uh, So that's the episode. That's the episode. Okay. Pretty pretty that was an like episode. Uh, any, anything to speculate on or
1: no, anything I to think tease this out if we get right to feedback. In my opinion, this was the scary epi- scariest episode this season. Why? Um because the, when they went into that uh judgment house, my heart was just genuinely racing. Okay. Was yeah, very that, was, scary.
0: that was very macabre and, and scary. I guess it's like I said, I've I've been I've 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 been familiar with these type of things and I thought they were just going to make a point about how weird, like, socially this all is. And, like, this is the whole, like, you know, two Americas thing. Like, imagine, like, one of those things in L.A. or something. Um, or New York City. And, like, or, like, I, I was well, I was on the subreddit for American Horror Story, and it was so clear to, like, the people in, like, the South and Midwest are like, oh, yeah, those are fucking, you know christian haunted houses and like the people that are from the coast are like jesus fucking christ that's crazy and everyone's (laughs) like yeah kind of right um anyway because that's the whole thing like you know grown-ass men and women are not going through those houses teenagers are really yeah yeah who goes to haunted houses predominantly young people and they're getting they're getting force-fed this shit okay um about like you know the being gay is wrong and doing drugs is not fun which is the biggest lie of them all <laughs> and you know <laughs> like it, it's just I, I don't know i don't know i don't know what to do
1: the only thing about i like world. taking drugs or the only thing i like doing more than taking drugs is having an abortion
0: yeah and <laughs> yep. uh, by a gay doctor <laughs> who a gay woman doctor who, and you didn't pay a dime because you used socialized medicine yeah ah! I did. <laughs> okay uh let's get the feedback okay. uh ahs at dot com. here's a couple of people took advantage of that brian s <laughs> who you might better known as texas sandman from the forums just to follow up on last week's episode was the only purpose of that whole storyline to give the cult ladies a reason to say turd yeah yeah i yes. think i think you got it brian um, I mean, surely something else will come around. Come you do use this. a
1: perfectly good Francis Conroy on that little tiny bit of uh, episode. But what? It's not
0: like... I don't feel like Kai needed her help in anything. Nope. Where is the grand design in all this? I don't know. So he's got a few points. Hysterical Alley made a guest appearance early on, but lucky for us, it's a brief one. Shirley really isn't so bad when she's able to use a more full range of emotions. Also... There has to be a double cross lined up right now, right? No way Allie has seriously joined the cult. No, I think Allie is in full-on, I'm saving Oz at all costs, and I can only trust myself to do that mode. So I think we're going to be treated for a few weeks of her pretending to play that game. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I just feel like at the end it's going to be her stabbing at Ivy to death or something.
1: What if this helps them get back together? Maybe Oz
0: st- stabs Ivy to death. He's been training for it all season. Maybe long. Maybe Oz
1: joins the cult.
0: <laughs> maybe Oz is the Messiah baby after all. Going back, because that was a Ooh. that was a long time theory of like, well, maybe Oz is Kai's secret love baby or sperm donor kind of situation. Or uh, I don't know about all that. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, he continues, the denim militia must have really have some clout or the police force in Kytown doesn't care about the gun laws. I'm pretty sure firearms are not allowed to be carried by unauthorized personnel in buildings where government business takes place. And dude bro number 34 is packing a gnarly looking semi-automatic rifle. Oh, I forgot. The whole police force of one is in the cult. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but like I said in the beginning, that's like... Right, that's right. That I, I, that might be because I do think... is Didn't we figure out last season or that's been confirmed that... As the first few episodes are rolling out, uh, they're still, like, filming and shooting, like, this late into the season? I do not know that. So I feel like that some of that stuff might have been a reaction to Charlottesville because that's just, like, one more transgression. Like, you've got these people like protesting, carrying guns, and menacing citizens – what like what's going to stop him from showing up to an indoor rally? What's going to stop him from storming a council? You know, like, well,
1: I mean, because you just can't carry weapons into a government building.
0: Right. But if K- Kaya yeah, is the... the head council member and he's these are his private <laughs> and security. And the town's force.
1: literal only police officer was sitting in the back of the room. Yeah. Why not? Maybe they had an agreement that only one guy could have a gun because only one guy had a gun. <laughs>
0: I got a justice boner when Lochte took one to the dome, but that was short-lived while Winter betrayed Beverly. Is she really that ride-or-die for Kai? Is there a secret plan that they're going to reveal at the 11th hour? Probably the former. I, I don't know. And I do think that she was really that ride-or-die for Kai, but I, if, if the death of Vincent doesn't bring her out of it, I don't know. But on the other hand, it's not like they portrayed her and Vincent of having this deep relationship. This is literally the first time they've shared the screen, right?
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Uh, so not yeah, even a I real brother.
1: They don't even have the same name.
0: Probably not. <laughs> Only three more to go. Keep up the good work. And Aaron, you should smile more often. You're prettier when you smile. Amen. I, I'll try. I'll try to smile through the pain. Uh, Tim B., I enjoyed this week's episode, but in my opinion, we are no longer in the horror realm. For me, AHS requires supernatural elements to be actually scary. You won't believe this, Tim. But that was one of my thesis. Thesis. Thesis-es, <laughs> ship my ship of thesis. <laughs> uh it was one of my thesis for the cinema spectacular that for me a horror movie's gotta have a supernatural or monstrous element. Or like I can get tense, but I don't get the hair on the back of my neck feeling. And all this blood and gore at not once since like we got a whiff of twisty has that kind of Back of my hair, not since the ghost monster, uh, you know, was confronted in the bathroom. That's the last time I felt like a hair on my back since since sensation with American Horror Story. (laughs) Remember that? Yeah,
1: dude, that was this season. (laughs) Uh,
0: Uh, what was that sound it made? Like, yeah, open the door. That was just the bathroom fan (laughs) failing. Um, this feels more like a, fo- a Fox show with Kevin Bacon, The Following Meets Fight Club, and how can you even find Evan Peters scary? Right? Right. I'm okay with it not being a horror, as I'm still highly entertained. In fact, I've watched every episode of every season of AHS, and I'm always entertained. I guess that's what keeps me coming back. I'd also like no- I also like knowing that each season is a short and a storyline will end with the season. Do you think there's any chance that they'll bring Supernatural into this cult season? We did have Twisty, but I assume those are all dream sequences or comic book short stories. The thing
1: thing about American Horror Story is that you have to appeal to everyone's different tastes. I mean, we obviously wouldn't be watching if every season so far has been based on the exact same... It's been based on, like, Murder House, for example. Right. I mean, people certainly hated that one the most. But... um, I mean, sometimes like real life madness is really scary. It's one of the things that I find personally, or my biggest like horror triggers is is just actual um, psychological madness. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because I don't believe in ghosts, I don't believe in uh, lake monsters, I don't believe in Frankenstein. That's not scary to me. What's scary to me is what's
0: really out there. See, and that's the thing. Like, I, I to your point. If you just did the supernatural stuff, you'd probably lose people like you that don't that don't find that as scary. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm like, I can
1: see the fishing line making that ghost move like Scooby Doo. But <laughs> yeah,
0: like if me, if you can suspend my disbelief successfully and make me think for a moment that those boogeyman might be real, that's what's scary to me—the fact that like the foundations of how I see the universe being flipped over. Right. And- oh shit, zombies are real. Oh my god, there's an actual demon possession.
1: Right. And And I love it
0: because those things like when they really lean into like no one believes them because, of course, demons aren't real. Like it's like that that gets me going.
1: Right. But I mean, what's actually terrifying to me is there are assholes like this in their basement plotting how to kill and rape women and make people feel uncomfortable. There are private armed militias out there moving on campuses because they just don't like black people. It doesn't make any sense. But that's the real horror of the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And what's even more scary is, you know, the nature of satire, which I think we talked about in the first or second episode. But, you know, imagine being the kind of person watching the season that's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Maybe I should do that. This speaks to me as a person. Mm-hmm. Look how silly these fucking liberals are and how ridiculous they are when sh- when she freaks out and cries and puts armed bars on her windows. Right. Uh,
0: Okay. Um, let's see. oh, my I forgot I've been waiting for the the rebut the whole okay. time. I don't believe Ryan Murphy. I do think that what's actually gonna happen is that Twisty is gonna show up and put the kibosh <laughs> on all this shit okay and Twisty, I trust Twisty right. is a good soul, and he is not gonna like his his visage being used for all this bullshit and not such not to tree. <laughs> and fat, fat fascism <laughs> and he's going to come and he's going to clean house. And I think I think they're even kind of hinting that with Kai like killing people with these shears that are very reminiscent of of Twisties killing shears. Okay. I think it's going to happen.
1: I'm not going to entertain this because when you get your heart broken, who's going to have to hold you? <laughs> <laughs> we
0: well, you know next week is the Halloween episode. It'd be a great time for him on to on
1: Halloween this year.
0: It'd be it'd be great time for him because that's the whole legend. He comes back be... with more more Drake every fucking Halloween. Yeah, and possesses the re, you know punishes the freaks right, or actually saves the freaks.
1: Saves. Yeah. Just, just they, they punish the the shitholes. Just a select few. The, yeah. The, the assholes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so that's what I think. I do think there's going to be a paranormal thing coming back. Uh, Halloween
1: episode next week on Halloween itself. Right. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, traditionally yeah, been... the Halloween episodes are usually, like, extra scary or over, even almost standalone. Like, I remember the co- the coven season, they had, like, a out of nowhere a zombie apocalypse kind of thing, and... There's been other, like, you know, super creepy episodes around the Halloween. So I'm kind of excited to see what they come up with on Halloween proper. Uh, Alina Max says, ah, frustrated. Seriously, the baby Valerie episode is complete filler. One, Beverly would have started a revolt regardless of Bebe since Kai wasn't giving her her 50-50. Two, Winter would have shot Detective Ryan Lochte anyway because, you know, the whole attempted rape thing. And three, we're supposed to believe Kai is sober enough to er orchestrate the inside men leads an uprising with Bebe but now wants to create an incest messiah child? Can we call it the Murphy curve when characters start acting nonsensically, like Allie being okay with causing and witnessing the gruesome death of innocent Dr. Vinny? P.S. They do more cutaways than the family guy. Damn it, Alina. I made that joke live watching the show. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. I I realize that this is. This is like essentially when, you know, Quagmire says, remember that one time I did this? And then they just this, this dip over this random pop culture reference that right. lasts too long. Right. Like, it's, it's the laziest way to tell a
1: story. Absolutely. And that's not to say that you can't use that device at key moments, but he is just way overused it. Like yeah. just now getting to the beginning of the story, or last week we were getting to the beginning of the story. I don't know. Feels like feels like he's lying to us.
0: It's it's the laziest way to tell a story, Seth MacFarlane. Uh, <laughs> Jamie says, "What the flying fuck was up with this planned uh, conception scene? Did anyone literally laugh out loud? Raise my hand. Totally did. Yep. The most bonkers scene." Of the season to date, and it's poof, poof, it's poof positive. That Kai is an <laughs> off-the-wall lunatic. Sex to him is simply a transaction of power. His character is strange, but also weirdly original, and that I've never seen anyone like him on television. Oh yeah, bringing up the the sex as power theme that was just kind of run through Loki oh, yeah, this, this season. He fucks women, he fucks men interchangeably. No big deal. If sex gives him power, he's on board. Also, so glad we we're spared from any incest. Yeah. That's because HBO didn't produce it. If HBO didn't produce it, or produced it, it would have been all incest all the time. Uh,
1: you know what? Surprising
0: I combinations of incest.
1: I can't help but thinking that, like, and you can cut this if you want to. Marked. Noted. But I can't help thinking that while they were having their Handmaid's tail power exchange, uh-huh. that, you know, do you think Winter would, like, feel his balls slapping her? <laughs> it's kind of like incest, right?
0: Well, maybe the, it'd be the two. It'd be like those those uh, you know that, that desk toy with the yeah the ball. Tink, the, yeah, tinkey gets a nice little kind of push pull thing going. Might, yeah. be, nice. Might that, be nice. That was
1: all I could think of. It's the first time it appeared on screen, I be like t- tapping on the taint. At the very least, his balls are touching her.
0: Yep, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my wife, guys. Uh, <laughs> Also, Dr. Vincent, completely pointless. I understand how he wasn't involved. It makes no sense. Like, what is his life like? Is he a really bad therapist and we know nothing about his life? Every time we've seen him, he's in the office or at someone else's house. All we know is that he's horrible at his job and he's the older brother of Kai and Winter.
1: Right. It would have made more sense if he had come to Allie and just said, I messed up. You know, I was I helped him and now it's gone too far and I want to help you. Yeah. That would make more sense than to try to tell me that you weren't in on it. Especially with the weird, stilted conversation you had on the phone while you were playing with those buttons.
0: Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, the whole Watchman smiley face button stuff, and then the fact that like he's the pro- progenitor of the Pinky Power, and like they had all these red herrings that they put to make us believe that, and then just pulled the rug out from underneath us.
1: Um, a few years ago, fifteen, twenty, uh, not not that long. But there was a Scooby-Doo cartoon that was revived for a younger generation to make it interesting again. I think it was called Scooby-Doo Kids. They were all teenagers. Do you remember uh, this? no. There was a character that was literally named Red Herring. And he would always show up at once throughout the episode and give them a red herring. That's who Dr. Rudy Vincent is. Why the... F- every episode why did every the gang? Episode. why
0: didn't the gang say get the fuck out of here man we don't want your red herring because
1: you gotta have a red herring
0: plus kids don't understand the concept of red herring that's like something for the adults to...
1: no i didn't definitely didn't get it at the yeah. time he yeah. was just a kid named red herring and he had red hair so i was like oh that's why they call him that
0: interesting interesting it's like we didn't understand that peppy Pew is just going around repeatedly sexually assaulting this poor cat
1: right exactly we
0: didn't understand as kids <laughs> we didn't get to like the whole the it whole was the romantic. whole he yeah he just had to keep
1: trying he'd he's get so her passionate. eventually
0: he's so passionate
1: yeah it's a compliment he why can't you so get much. the fact
0: he's just trying to pay her a compliment right uh amanda s okay this i love you amanda but this this but. is a this is a crazy theory and it's at the end of the episode and anytime people want to slam the door shut on a podcast uh, it's totes okay because the things are going to get a little a little little crazy I'm but not I thought okay it's also it. also pretty cool Okay so, I just want to get that out. Like, this is the last email. If it gets, if it gets too much into weeds, I, I will, will not hate you for, for dipping out and going to check out our cinematic spooktacular.
1: <laughs> no, stay till the end of the podcast and then listen to the other one.
0: No. Okay. It's, it's your choice. Your choice. Uh, she goes, through my years of commitment to AHS, I've also looked for the elusive Stop thread. Stop it. She's
1: gone way too far.
0: <laughs> oh, I looked for the elusive thread that connects the seasons, as Murphy has alluded to in his many interviews. I know this is a long email, but I've never given feedback before, and I've happened to be listening to the embedded podcast by NPR. So
1: what, you started her first feedback by shitting all over. I her? didn't
0: shit all over. It. I'm just saying this goes deep and gets crazy. All right, so I'm into it. Uh, in which they reference a sour real estate deal between Donald Trump and the New York area of Briarcliff Manor. The name struck a chord, and after some digging, I'm a hundred feet down a tinfoil rabbit hole. <laughs> Ryan Murphy may have been. Trolling Donald Trump with his super real estate failures over six years. If not true, it's at least super entertaining. Let me know what you think. Season one, Murder House, release date 10 5 2011. Casting writing announcements in early 2011. It's set in L.A. Trump had multiple failed projects planned for L.A. and Southern California from 1980s to 2000s, including purchasing a golf course at Rancho Palo Verde that had been partially destroyed by a landslide and became a money pit for Trump. It also included fights with the local government and a lawsuit between Trump and the homeowners. Homeowners. (laughs) 2011 is also the year the Obama roasted Trump at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, 4-30-2011, that many regard as the reason he decided to take on Washington. Season 2, Asylum. Release date, 10-17-2012. Set in Briarcliff Manor Asylum. Briarcliff Manor is also the location of a Trump golf course in which a real estate developer claimed Trump almost destroyed his business with shady terms for the project. And she's got... She, she, she cites articles. Like, this is a full-on carrie masterson <laughs> from fucking homeland the yarn is- board that she's woven in this email it's awesome <laughs>
1: this is charlie in the mail room yes. and always said yes. smoking a cigarette yes there's all these <laughs> she, she like backs
0: this shit up these are facts
1: fact fact
0: three season three coven release date Ten nine. 3013 i think that's a typo 2013 set in Ireland's. Nollins. In 2005, Trump announces the building of a hotel location in downtown Nollins due to the downturn of the national economy. The project is never completed. In 2011, Trump sells the property for a loss. Season 4, Freak Show, release date 10 8, 2014, the year that American Horror Story got awesome. (laughs) Because we started covering it. Okay. Set in Juniper, Florida. In 2013, a federal lawsuit was filed regarding Trump's Jupiter, Florida Golf Resort and its purchase from the Ritz-Carlton. Oh, my God. Season 5 Hotel, release date 10-7-2005. Aside from the obvious naming of the season... Hotel California played in episode one and an obvious inspiration for the rest of the season. Donald Trump attempted to buy the Beverly Hills Hotel in 1980s and failed, but mentioned it was one of his favorite places to visit. Many equate Hotel California with the Beverly Hills Hotel, and while the season is supposedly based in the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles, there is an (laughs) obvious connection. Season six, (laughs) Roanoke. Release date, 9-14-2016, set in Roanoke, North Carolina. After announcing his presidency, Trump focuses heavily on Virginia— uh, visiting Roanoke many times over the course of his campaign. Trump pitches a fit about a lack of air conditioning in Hotel Roanoke and his one visit gaining national scrutiny. Season 7 cult release date now set in Michigan. Obvious connection to Flint crisis. Trump won Michigan by fewer than 11,000 votes. And clown crisis in Detroit likening to Trump's appearance. I didn't get that one. She 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 linked the, leaked the free republic. And I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that link blue.
1: Uh,
0: so this is either conspiracy that Ryan Murphy is using to roast Trump over low these many years, or Trump is just a really bad businessman with a lot of failed real estate deals spread well, all over the country. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true. So I mean, know, you could pick probably any city and
0: And now he's the leader of the free world.:
1: But I did just get confirmation via Ryan Murphy's Twitter Uh uh-huh that next season's gonna be called russian horror story (laughs) so it seems to tie it up in a neat little bow there amanda (laughs) Uh, is that true no
0: oh okay okay because i'm like oh you see me not
1: looking at anything (laughs) well no i was
0: i was engrossed i was i was tracking the yarn through all these different like you know connections with amanda uh
1: Well, I mean, that's great research. Thank you for doing that. Yes. Try to send it to Ryan Murphy or post it on Twitter or something.
0: Take that shit to- Definitely get some traction. Take that shit to to Reddit.
1: But I think it's just giving Donald Trump a little more credit than he deserves Mm. for one very talented, creative man to spend an entire series run of a show devoted to Donald Trump.
0: I don't buy it because- it, the the fact is Donald Trump hasn't been able to get credit for like ten years. That's why he got in bed with the Russians.
1: <laughs> no
0: listing in the credit you're referring to. Uh, okay, uh, all jokes aside, sob sob. This is all very real and sad. Jesus Christ. Um, AHS at dot Com. If you'd like to send me more uh, 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 Charlie work, Charlie day, uh, yarn bar, yarn yarn boards. Yep love it. Uh you can also go to forums forums.baldmove.com to discuss it with their fans and a weekly thread. We're also on all the social medias. Check out our cinema spectacular um and all the other stuff we do at baldmove.com. Mm-hmm. Until next week when we're back for the super exciting spooky Halloween, Halloween episode. Spectacular. Uh I am Aaron and I'm Cecily. See you next week.